Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50,000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks share a review afterward, and always keep it real. All right, Lindsay, and just like that, we are live here on LinkedIn Day on the Realtors Podcast. And Lindsay, it's a pleasure to have you on. Lindsay, of course, the Chief Impact Officer at Ritual. Um, but Lindsay, the other day on LinkedIn, you posted this article that's been getting a lot of reaction from the B Corp community. You know what article I'm talking about, uh, B Corp movement losing its soul. Now it's caused quite the stir up here in the B Corp community. When you first read that piece on the Financial Times, what was your initial reaction? I wasn't surprised. It's not a new conversation, I think. Over the years, when you think about sustainable, clean, conscious brands, um, there's always a fear of selling out. And so, especially when I saw the headline, I was like, oh, this is clickbait and I'm falling for it. And I went for it. Um, but I think there's always been this kind of tension around as things like a B Corp certification scales, is it losing its soul? What happens when large multinationals are actually able to get the certification does that mean it's actually not working um and i was intrigued because i've gone through the b corp certification multiple times for multiple brands and i've seen how it's evolved over the years so my initial reaction was one that i wasn't surprised but i also had a pretty strong reaction of here's where the article kind of got it wrong which is why i headed to linkedin to vent a little bit and let's talk a little bit about what a B Corp certification is, given that you've gone through this certification process, the assessment a few times. For your typical investor, they 
you tell them about B Corps and certifications, and, and I'd say in my experience, most of the investors won't have a clue about what it's about, um, but they'll ask the question, so how would you explain the B Corp certification to someone who is intrigued? The, the highest level is that it's a third-party certification that businesses can get to signal to a consumer that they are a socially responsible business. It's a very general statement for what is a very technical certification. Um, there's a misunderstanding that the B Corp certification is directly endorsing sustainable products, but it's actually really comprehensive. And so um, it's run by a nonprofit third party that their whole idea is trying to change, shift businesses away from only thinking about driving value and specifically shareholder value. And what that means is you have to ask different questions when you're designing a business, when you're thinking about your corporate governance, how you design your products and what you responsibilities you take for your environmental and kind of human impacts of the products you bring to market. So it's it's the it's the gold standard of socially responsible business. And I think one of the biggest miss understandings about the certification is since people can't really articulate it because it's so comprehensive, um, it actually loses its credibility out in the world of just how many areas it oversees for businesses. Um, and so what I mean by that is it's not just about how sustainable are you as a business, but what are your HR policies? How are you taking care of your employees? Do you have paid family leave? Do you have paid medical leave? Um, do you audit and look and work with your supply chain partners around human rights risks? Uh, another set of criteria that dives really deep is around um, whether or not there's toxic chemicals in the products that you're bringing, how you're actually assessing what sort of certifications you use as a business to help signal that to the consumer. So um, I think it's a, it's a very helpful tool to not only signal to consumers in a very noisy marketplace who is doing it well. Um, but it's also helpful because it's holding businesses to a new standard. And Lindsay, I always appreciate people who speak from experience. What's your experience been like um, at the chief, as a chief impact officer of Ritual now that you're a certified B Corporation? How does this impact maybe your decision making, the philosophy of the company, the recruitment and retention of your employees? Yeah, it's a huge driver and morale booster internally. People are proud of the certification. Um, they want to maintain it. They want to improve our score. It's like a helpful thing internally when I'm thinking about the role I play of getting everyone inside Ritual um, excited about this work. Um, it's also whether or not a company ever becomes certified, you can use the assessment online to help shape how your business works, which we've certainly found that at Ritual um, and in my previous role as well. So what I mean by that is if we're thinking about, like right now we're thinking about new certifications we want to pursue as a business, we're also thinking about how can we simultaneously make some improvements on some parts of the B Corp assessment that maybe we didn't score as strongly in that we wanted to previously. And so it helps drive positive behavior change internally, mostly because we're competitive in a healthy way with ourselves to try to improve that score. But the assessment has such specific questions. It is specifically designed to help change policies. So like another example would be, we were redoing our employee um, handbook and some of our employee policies. We use the best in class, like what the highest scoring results were from the B Corp assessment to help inform 
how we were setting up our HR policies to make sure that we were really a people, a people first um, business, of course, in partnership with our people team. And I would have to think that it's a competitive advantage for you on the consumer side, especially when you're marketing to a conscious consumer um, worried or concerned about the chemicals they put into their body, especially during someone like like pregnancy for, for ritual. Um, tell me a little bit about um, you know, the feedback you've been getting from consumers or have you seen a, a growth in sales um, or an increase in the company uh, because of the trust and transparency that you must undergo through the certification or just with ritual in general? Yeah, I think the certification has helped been an additional seal. It's a proof point for people um, to know that someone else is checking what we're saying is actually true. So that's a nice thing. Uh, we have a consumer insights team at Ritual, and the number one reason people are purchasing from us is our um, differentiation in the market to create science-backed supplements that are focused on a traceable supply chain. That concept around traceability, which intersects with not only high quality ingredients, but also sustainable ingredients um, and making sure that our supply chain is vetted for human rights risks. Uh, they believed us because we show them the receipts. So transparency is, oh, believe us. And traceability for us is we're going to show you the receipts. So for example, we have a protein powder. We have heavy metal test results on our website. So it's not just a believe us, but we're showing. So we've earned people's trust through showing them and explaining all the details. Uh, but the B Corp certification has just been an additional proof point for people to say, okay, that's great. I've always liked this brand because they're doing something different. Uh, but now someone else is also checking to make sure that what they're saying is true. There were some interesting points in the article that, that other investors and other folks had laid out, which were, you know, as a company, I think one of the points is like, you just need to focus on one thing and be good at that. And if you can tell that story, which yours is very clear in this case with traceability and transparency, um, but you know, in order to improve your score, let's say you need to focus on carbon emissions. Uh, maybe you need to focus on some other um, expensive investment into the company to get a better score. Um, does, that, does this person have a point? Uh, to say, you know, maybe companies need to be focused just on creating one positive impact because at the end of the day, we're focused, your business and you're focused on business results. Do you think that this individual has a point with that statement? Yeah, I think it's a good question. I think um, I think that's a human problem, not a problem with the certification itself. The certification itself allows for companies to score high in one area and score lower in another. As long as they hit a passing threshold, they can still get the certification. So a company like Seven Generation scores really high in the sustainability and environmental side of things, whereas another company may not score that high, but they, they outrank in something else, but they can still get certified. I think it's important as my role as chief, chief impact officer I still, even though the assessment is broad, need to help our business and our brand team articulate a singular or focused story to the consumer. So that's a marketing thing of like, how are you positioning? But in my personal opinion, and I don't work for a B Corp, but I think also their philosophy is you should also have awareness of, even if you can't tackle everything right now, all these different areas that together make a responsible business. And so, um, you know, 
it's important when I think about building a sustainability program at Ritual, like I've done over the last year, I had to focus us around ingredients, packaging, and climate change. Those were the three pathways where we established goals and we're working against them. There's a ton of other stuff we um, can be working on, but we needed to focus and prioritize. And over time, we get to kind of take on more work. But again, that doesn't preclude us from not asking and at least understanding the whole picture as outlined in the B Corp assessment. Makes a lot of sense. And, and, and real leaders, you know, we have a community of, of CEOs who are in a network. They meet in, in what we call forums. And, and part of what I'm hearing from only a few of them, uh, based on kind of the funding that they have, um, dealing with investors who are anticipating, let's say, a faster growth. Um, and some of those conversations that have created apprehension are around, you know, we want to grow and scale quality. We want to make sure that we're not cutting corners. Uh, that we're not just maximizing shareholder value at all costs. Um, looking at some of the statistics in that article, 96% of B Corps under 100 million in revenue, pretty small companies getting this certification, uh, which do add up and do give other companies visibility. But at the end of the day, it seems like most of these companies are experiencing slow growth. Is it, uh, could it, this be a challenge if you're a certified B Corp? Um, if you get that certification, could you be looked at from an investor standpoint of view, a company who is focused on long-term growth, not necessarily immediate shareholder value? Yeah, great question, Kevin. Um, I disagree pretty strongly with that. If you look at the category growth um, for a lot of different companies, Ritual is one of them. At a time where a lot of companies' growth has been slowing, we've continu continued to experience high growth. Um, certainly that was true in my previous role. And I think part of it is that the early adopters were smaller brands, so it's easier to do things and build things well when you're in a, in a startup phase. Um, I also think investors and what they're looking for is likely going to shift, especially with what has happened in the macroeconomic environment of the last year. There was a lot of high growth companies that were not profitable that everyone was interested in and Wall Street financially rewarded them. And now a lot of those companies are tanking and now having massive layoffs because they were, you know, burning, they weren't actually financially sustainable. So I think how we think about sustainable business, not in the environmental sense, but in the like financial stability of a business and what type of growth is rewarded is going to change, especially when another great example is, um, you know, a really prominent hair care brand was again, really high growth rewarded by wall street. And they have had a really hard time recovering from when they were called out for having an ingredient linked to infertility in their hair care products. And so there's also a risk in not asking these questions that it may be great if you're on a, on a rocket ship, but if you're not slowing down to ask right questions, there's actually a major risk, even if you don't care about ingredients and safety or sustainability risks around like palm oil and worker exploitation, exploitation the PR risks of being caught, whether it was intentional or not, of not thinking about these things is having tremendous financial impacts. And so I think our considerations of of how the market is rewarding and what growth looks like. Um, I think we need to evolve our thinking. I think certainly a lot of investors are already seeing that. And, and what have been a few of your conversations with those investors um, who truly believe in this? What is their argument for why 
um, they're investing in these type of type of companies and that they believe that this is a, a movement worth um, following and one that can sustain over time. Yep. Uh, the market research shows that this is a new way that consumers are behaving. It's no longer just for the niche and or um, for the wealthy. It is definitely mainstreamed. And by it, I mean conscious consumption, um, supporting brands that are really asking hard questions, doing things well. So the market research is one of the biggest reasons that a lot of investors are attracted to certain brands and supporting and investing in brands. Um, second, a lot of the brand affinity and net promoter scores for these brands is very, very high. We know that a sense of community um, and kind of brand affiliation is really important and it's hard to manufacture. That is something that is earned and often earned through storytelling and content. And the storytelling is typically for a brand like a Patagonia or a ritual where you're again, showing people receipts. Um, those are things that you can't buy. You have to build them. And that's very attractive uh, to a lot of investors, especially given the trend of Gen Z and what Gen Z cares most about. They have yet to kind of really become like major driving forces, but anyone who's looking 10 years down the road certainly knows that the next generation is going to be prioritizing a lot of these businesses, um, regardless of price point. And, and going back to one of the things that you mentioned earlier on in the, the interview, Lindsay, talking about large multinationals joining and that kind of, you know, hey, is this going to disqualify a lot of the, the validation of this, this certification? Um, to you as a, as a, you know, a company right now, if a large multinational becomes a certified B Corp, does that hurt, you know, hinder or, or help your company? I think it's amazing. I've always like taken a contrarian, not even contrarian. Um, even when I was like a real hardcore activist <laughs> early on in my career, uh, when people would be like, oh, so-and-so sold out because this multinational did X, Y, or Z, I think it's critical for scale and change. Like having, having products that are sustainable or whatever, however you want to call, whatever you want to call them cannot be for just a small group of people. Like I think when multinationals have done the work in order to pass the rigorous B Corp certification, that is a sign that the B Corp certification and the movement is working because a multinational had enough desire and saw enough data, speaking of insights teams, like huge insights teams that a lot of these companies in order to seek the certification. So I think it's a huge positive sign. I think it helps. Um, I think it also helps as there's increased acquisitions in the market. Um, a lot, oftentimes those multinationals are acquiring. I love to think, talk about Ben and Jerry's and seventh generation and Unilever and the kind of partnership of, of acquiring brands that are asking, you know, tough questions and how that's pushed Unilever in a really positive way. Um, and so I think it's, it's critical for us to increase access and scale. And certainly as someone who's worked at scrappy startups that have rapidly scaled the resources, um, for supply chain teams at multinationals. This, you know, thinking about when these acquisitions happen, you can actually scale positive impact so much faster because you have so much more resources versus working in an environment where you're resource constrained and you have really small teams. That's the hope, right? I, 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 that's the hope. I, yeah, that's the hope. Um, and, and, you know, I think a role that many CEOs who have established themselves as certified B Corps to, if they do end up going that route with an acquisition to, you know, vouch and support for 
maintaining the values during a big transition like that. But it's easy to get scooped up and then kind of the values get lost along the way. It's like if you're a dentistry, you know, you sell your business and a big corporation comes in and they have all this, uh, you know, poor work ethics, standards, recruitment, fraud. It's happened, right? And so just like any other business, it's important to kind of maintain those values. So investing in the long term is always something that we're we're going to be focused on here. I think it really does. Um, You have to take it on a case-by-case basis for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One of the things that I think is really important um, is that there is criticism of the certified B standards and corporations. Um, I think that puts more pressure on the standards to get more rigorous every single year. Um, And I I know that you had kind of mentioned that they're they're changing up the questioning and the assessments a little bit about making it a little bit more difficult, which I think is a good thing because I, as a consumer who am ordering, let's say something for dog food or or ritual, right? I want to make sure that it's a good quality product. And I know just by seeing the logo, oh, this is good. It's probably ethically made and sourceable traceability. What are some of the changes in, that you're experiencing that you've heard of that B Corp is going to be implementing in this new assessment? I don't know what they're doing for this new assessment, but I've lived through previous changes where they've increased the rigor around a lot of the questions. Um, I think they're they're fine tuning the assessment in a way that's um, been helpful, but there's been increased um, questions around kind of chemical safety. How are you managing chemical hazards? So, you know, chemicals and consumer products. Second is around supply chain traceability. They've increased the rigor around those questions. Uh, they've also increased the rigor around um, some of the corporate governance um, and certainly things like executive team diversity, board diversity. A lot of those important DEI criteria have also evolved. Um, those are the top four areas that I've personally experienced have gotten much more stringent over the years. Uh, and as I had mentioned on my LinkedIn post, um, Oftentimes, you know, some companies, when they take the reassessment every three years, their score sometimes can go down because it's actually gotten harder. And I think that is maybe something that consumers don't fully understand is that it's gotten harder over the years, which I think is good. It's good as we're getting better, all of us, (laughs) to keep pushing ourselves for higher standards. Yeah, absolutely. We hope, right? Uh, We hope that the question is getting harder. Um, and, and I think a few more thoughts on that is, you know, we, we improved our score this year, but, you know, for us as a B Corp and that kind of been like, I don't know really what has changed. Maybe that we got, um, we're just more intentional with the questioning and our answers this year. Um, mm-hmm. but it was interesting to see, we, we did get a big jump this year in our score. And I'd like to think we've evolved and grown as a B Corp, but I don't really know how much it changed. So that was kind of my, my understanding like, interesting. I didn't realize we got that high of a score. <laughs> And, yeah. and what was really, you should difference. ask them. They're yeah. pretty good at the feedback loop. Like if you're yeah. like, Oh, like tell us why this jump was so big, where what shifted, they should be able to unpack that for you. Yeah. Well, and again, like I'm on a podcast right now, live streaming. I'm sure I'd love to tell everyone about how great really your score <laughs> is, but I'm just being honest. Like I was yeah, like, yeah. Interesting. No, I wonder how we got that, that grave a score. Although I think we're a great company, of course. So yeah. um, kudos to them. Now, In closing, um, Chief Impact Officer, it's a new hot title role, I guess new for some people. Um, For Again, going back to folks who are uh, learning about what this role means for the first time, what does it mean to you? I think, you know, Chief Impact Officer is 
it's, I mean, it's about positive, it's about creating positive impact and minimizing negative impact. So I think of impact as the, the word that kind of cuts both ways. And that's why I like it. Um, and my role here at Ritual is around, you know, establishing science-based sustainability programs, advocacy that's helping um, transform the industry, the supplements industry in a positive way to increase access certifications like B Corp, like we talked about today, um, and traceability, you know, this, this kind of through line for the business. Every role that's a chief impact officer is a little bit different. And I think it's a hot new field right now. And for someone like myself, it's exciting because oftentimes, you know, I've spent the last 20 years like in the corner being the like weird niche ESG or sustainability person. And now it's elevated to the C-suite. And that's a great thing. We have to make sure that we've got people at positions of power um, baked and integrated into the business at the leadership level uh, to push businesses to really think hard about these. So to simply answer your question, I think chief, chief impact officer is about driving the business forward in a way that makes sure that we're minimizing our negative impacts and amplifying the good that we can do in the world. What does impact the word mean to you? Uh, I think it's about challenging the status quo. Mm. Yeah, and, and that was a big piece of the article, Systems Change. I think that's what it was all about. Um, Lindsay, really enjoyed this interview today. Really, really thoughtful discussion. Um, seems like uh, you've really spent a lot, of, a lot of time thinking about this, and um, I commend you for, for answering questions, both from experience, but also from uh, you know being in the movement for such a long time. In all of this, Lindsay, what is your definition of a real leader? I think a real leader has to have a few things. They need to be okay with disruption and asking hard questions. I think a real leader needs to uh, learn from mistakes and forgive quickly. And a real leader needs to show up with empathy and create a safe space for failure. Because the only way we're gonna move forward and evolve as a business community is uh, through failures, big and small, and being okay with that and kind of managing that with integrity. For Lindsay Dahl, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, create a space for failure. And always, folks, keep it real. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you.
Hey, Relators, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. If you go online to Relators.com today, you're going to get the first 30 days for free where you're going to be able to access all of our magazines courses and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.